Doing business with and in China after 2020. Summary. At a strategic level, what key things should a company know before launching a local business in China? Part 1. Doing business in, with China beyond 2020. Since the end of the 1970s, China's GDP has experienced unrivaled development for the past four decades. As the world's second largest economy with great potential in consuming power, China is shifting towards being a service and consumption focused economy from a pure manufacturing and export driven country with now both internal and external two grand cycles to go. China is striving to integrate with the world economy and has become a truly global trading nation. The world's exposure to China has significantly increased in various sectors all around the globe. With the progressive relaxation of market regulations and many sectors opening up to foreign investment, China has become an ideal place for foreign direct investment Some Tier 1 cities like Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen have also been attracting different kinds of foreign capital and investments. Many overseas companies are attracted by the size and the increasing spending power of the consumer market in China. With the Belt and Road Initiative, the 13th Five-Year Plan, and the November 2020 announcement of a national development vision toward 2035 from Beijing, China continues to improve its business environment and welcome all kinds of investors. Newcomers face fierce competition from brands that have matured in the Chinese market as well as rapidly rising local players whose power cannot be underestimated. Entrepreneurs and foreign businesses that wish to expand into the Chinese market need to fully understand the local culture, business landscape, and the overall framework of regulations and policies. Why do business in China? One of the appealing factors of doing business in China is related to China's burgeoning population of middle-class consumers. The scale of the Chinese middle class, 300 million people, is far beyond that of any other Asian jurisdiction. A projected 70% of the China population are expected to become middle class by 2030. With more experience and discretionary income available, Chinese consumers desire diversified and fulfilling lives, and they are willing and able to pay for it. China is entering a new chapter of retail, becoming more digitized and consumer driven, with a greater focus than ever on improving the shopping experience. Over the past 10 years, China has become the largest e-commerce market in the world. Online retail and the ubiquitous e-com businesses covering both products and life services is entrenched in daily lives due to always-on smartphone usage, and it includes everything from high fashion to automobiles. Part 2. What you need to know before entering the China market. China is a unique country, historically, politically, and culturally, and there is a lot to understand if you are new to the market. Although many foreign companies have succeeded, many have also crashed on its shores. Understanding the regulations is the number one concern for many foreign companies and investors. The most common complaints are often related to licenses and permits, and the laborious processes relating to them when it comes to China. When you decide to enter the China market, it is imperative to clearly define the business scope of your local business in China to avoid any unintended limitations which could hinder the company's business and potentially even lead to legal problems. Be culturally sensitive and treat each city like a new jurisdiction. Doing business in different regions of China is like doing business in different jurisdictions. The same national tax regulations may be interpreted and applied in radically different ways by the respective local authorities. For instance, certain business regulations can be very different in Beijing as compared to Shanghai to Shenzhen or Hong Kong. 
Entrepreneurs have to become familiar with the unique characteristics of each region and plan specific strategies according to practical implementation of national corporate, labor, and fiscal policies. Learn from the local competition and enterprise innovations. With different purchasing habits, China's market environment is unlike those of many other economies around the world, making it potentially difficult to take the first steps. The new generation of Chinese consumers is more demanding, highly educated, and wealthier. Many international market leaders have dived into this challenge and are turning this into new opportunities and leapfrogging the competition through innovation. Digital strategies and China digital solutions are a must. A strong digital presence is critical for businesses looking to engage with the Chinese market, as 62% of Chinese luxury consumers are likely to purchase online. According to the latest finance report, with more than 1.2 billion users at the end of 2020Q2, WeChat has been a mega-platform for China market and digital strategy considerations. The younger generation is comfortable using messaging, short videos, live streaming, and social media apps as part of their shopping journey. Banking and financial restrictions New investors looking to tap into the China market need to understand the peculiarities, and most importantly the restrictions, imposed by local banking and capital flow regulations. Unlike most of the major world economies, there are tight restrictions in place in China with regard to capital inflow and outflow, as well as on cross-border transactions and foreign currency transactions, which can have dire consequences for an FIE's cash flow. Other key aspects to know and consider before launching a business in China Scope and registration Banking Legal Foreign investments compliance requirements Corporate taxes Part 3 Common types of foreign investment in China and WFOEs Corporate establishment, registration, incorporation in China for foreign enterprises is usually possible via three main company types. These are the so-called wholly foreign-owned enterprises, WFOEs, joint ventures, JVs, see below part 5, and representative offices, ROS, see below part 6. Each investment form has its own merits and drawbacks and the right choice for you will depend on your business organization's goals and strategy for China market access. Wholly foreign-owned enterprises Widely accepted as the most popular entity for doing business in China, WFOEs are investment vehicles entirely owned by foreign i.e., not Chinese natural and legal persons. WFOEs are limited liability companies LLCs with shareholders held liable for the company's debts or liabilities only up to the registered capital under the new foreign investment law of China since the beginning of 2020. They are the most viable option for foreign investors whenever revenues and profit-making activities have to be undertaken directly and without local partners involved at a shareholder level. The need for a local presence and WFOE In light of the most recent regulatory developments, a trusted local presence has become crucial for coping with local requirements. From initial tax filing to ad hoc applications with local customs officers or overseas bank transfers, it is becoming increasingly necessary for WFOEs to identify a trusted professional agent that will act in good faith as their chosen local representative. What can you do with a WFOE? Different types of WFOEs are required for different business activities. With a WFOE you will be able to Employ local staff directly and ensure their social insurance and housing fund contributions. Independently determine and oversee your group strategy for China without a Chinese partner.
issue invoices with VAT available for deduction and receive payments in RMB, foreign currency. Legally cover your China office premises, activities, and operations with a business license required by Chinese authorities. Access local grants and funds from government authorities and loans or financing in RMB, CNY, or Chinese Yuan, from Chinese and overseas banks. Part 4. Set up your own WFOE. What is the minimum investment required to set up a WFOE? Different industries have different registered capital requirements equity and investment for WFOEs but since the company law update in 2014 in China, minimum registered capital indications have been abolished, with there being no minimum investment to set up a WFOE provided that activities do not involve a regulated industry i.e., securities, insurance, or banking. Even with the recent liberalization, it's highly suggested you evaluate the blueprint of similar investments in the same industry and consider the registered capital as the main financing wallet of the China venture, being the total amount dedicated to actual working capital. Especially when venturing into the China market alone, it's important to understand that different municipalities and regions suit different types of industries. For instance, two registrations in Shenzhen and Hong Kong can be a good pair structure to use typically for cross-border e-com to China. Other factors to consider when finding the right place can be government regulations, especially in terms of environmental impact, infrastructure, and trading routes, as well as your customer and distributor bases. Typically, in coastal provinces and large, first-tier cities in China like Shenzhen, where both Tencent and well-known Huawei headquarters are located, with the most high technologies businesses in ABCD, AI, blockchain, cloud, big data, smart devices and AIoT products and solutions, the local economy environment is dominated more by privately owned businesses, has close business interactions with Hong Kong, the Canton Hong Kong Macau Bay Area, as well as overseas market. Shanghai, where PDD is located, securities, insurance, banking and foreign investments, business around FMCG industries and culture, media business, are highly active. Guangzhou, where WeChat is located, the local economy environment is more conventionally famous for import-export bulk trading, particularly with Southeast Asia and Asia-Pacific. Beijing, where WeChat Pay, Tencent Cloud, ByteDance, TikTok, JD, Baidu, Xiaomi are located. The local economy is highly active in both state-owned enterprise-controlled industries as well as high technologies. Hangzhou, where Alibaba, Alipay is located. The local economy is conventionally famous of inland trading in China and e-com over the past two decades and day-to-day -day consumables products export worldwide you will encounter authorities and a network of supporting services familiar with the challenges. For more advice about how and where to start your China business, please contact us with the email service at t-renaissance.com. How easy is it to set up, incorporate a WFOE? The standard process of setting up a WFOE takes approximately 60 days, but can be longer depending on the materials readiness and application process, with two main sections of activities, pre-registration and post-registration. Pre-registration requires the submission of several business-related documents including passport copies for individual investors or notarized documents of the controlling entity, while post-registration requires companies to formally register with additional Chinese governmental agencies using the business license issued by the local administration for industry and commerce. Part 5. Joint Ventures 
There are two main types of joint ventures JVs, available in China, equity joint ventures EJVs, and cooperative joint ventures CJVs. An EJV is an independent legal entity with limited liability. Profit and risk sharing in an EJV are proportionate to the equity of each partner in the EJV. A CJV's profits are allocated according to the terms of the cooperative venture contract rather than the proportion of their input in the registered capital, which offers greater structural flexibility over an EJV. What is the minimum investment required to set up a JV? There is no minimum investment requirement for Chinese partners in a JV project. Before, China's EJV law required that the foreign party contributes no less than 25% of the registered capital, but this requirement has been removed by the new foreign investment law in place since 1 January 2020. Currently, there is no minimum investment requirement for foreign Chinese partners in a JV project with the exception of certain industries that are restricted for foreign investment. What can you do with a JV? Fewer and fewer sectors now require a JV in exchange for market entry as China has moved from an investment catalog of industries open to foreign investors to a negative list with less and less closed-door exceptions every year. JVs are often a favorable option for innovative endeavors facing potential resistances where a Chinese counterpart might mean getting a stake of the local market and a partner that shares strategic goals and on-the-ground knowledge. How easy is it to set up, incorporate a JV? JV agreements and corporate governance structures to be completed and signed off before pre-registration steps usually lead to a delayed time frame compared to that described for WFOEs. Intellectual property, management blueprints, operational control in areas such as expected revenues and ROI, staffing and finance are all topics to be discussed and resolved beforehand in order to ensure a smooth process in terms of documental licensing. Part 6. Representative Offices A representative office is established by a foreign company to represent in activities like market research, PR and visits to local clients and or suppliers. Since it is not an independent legal entity, it cannot participate in any direct commercial activities generating revenue or profits and it can only be set up by foreign entities with a minimum of two years of existence in the relevant jurisdiction. What is the minimum investment required to set up an RO? There are no registered capital requirements for an RO but local expenses need to be handled via overseas remittance from the foreign company. Setup costs and time frame are usually lower than those for a WFOE. However, deregistration processes are just as complex and time-consuming. A physical address in a commercial building is still required just like for consulting and trading WFOEs. What can you do with an RO? Permitted activities include business development, establishing partners, rendering advice, preparation of market studies, and general collection of information and liaising with authorities and business partners. Foreign employees can be hired as chief representatives, general representatives or corporation representatives like TRL of the local office whereas Chinese employees cannot hold any direct labor relationship with the RO, or simply launching a new cross-border e-com business to China without having your own local RO or WFOE. In this case, a registered HR dispatching agency is needed to undertake contractual duties with local employees. In essence, an RO has a physical office and enables the foreign and Chinese staff to engage with distributors, agents, and suppliers of the parent company. How easy is it to set up, incorporate an RO? 
While this is perhaps the simplest to set up because registration can often be completed within a few weeks, deregistration can be a very lengthy process, particularly where there are more complex structures involved. Note, the information in this TRL Insights regarding doing business in China is partially extracted with additional addition from the open resource as released by Hoxford Corporate Services for private clients in November 2020 via its official website. The general information above is designed to provide introductory but structured information to clients and does not constitute professional advice during the actual service practice. It is also of a general nature only and is not intended to be comprehensive. Copyright. Unless otherwise stated all contents of this website are copyright 2020 Trade Renaissance Limited all rights reserved. For permission to use any content on this site, please contact service at t-renaissance.com.